May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O God, our help and our Redeemer. Amen. I heard a politician say the other day about the events unfolding in Ukraine that this was a battle between good and evil. And of course, this got me thinking about good and evil. In reading the gospel lesson for today, what stood out for me was just how, on the surface, not evil the temptations of the devil seem to be. When we hear devil, we automatically think, oh, well, well, this must be evil. But the appearance of the devil or the devil's temptations may not always be that easy to see right off the bat. What is good? What does it mean to do good? What does it mean to be good? Doing good and being good are not always the same thing. Conversely, doing bad things or doing evil and being evil are not the same either. <clears throat> you probably know this story, but there was a Lutheran pastor in Germany during the Second World War, Dietrich Bonhoeffer, a very famous theologian who opposed Hitler from as early on as 1933, when he saw that people were starting to idolize the German leader, or Führer, as Hitler was called. He said that leaders who set themselves up as gods mock God, and that leaders become misleaders when they surrender to becoming an idol. Bonhoeffer said this in a radio broadcast in 1933 that was made two days after Hitler came to power. And the broadcast was cut off before he could finish showing, which showed early signs of how the dictator was going to govern. Evil doesn't want to hear or debate the truth. Bonhoeffer went on to oppose Hitler in many ways, and he ultimately contemplated the topic of evil Bonhoeffer and members of his family, who were also members of the German army, were part of a plot to assassinate Hitler. Bonhoeffer was indirectly involved with this plot. He certainly knew about it, uh, mostly through his brother-in-law, who was high up in the German army. And at some point, he had to ask himself, how could a pastor, a man of God, justify the killing of another human being, no matter how evil they were? In his book on ethics, he wrote, what is worse than doing evil? It is being evil. Now, ultimately, the assassination didn't work, as history would have turned out differently. Bonhoeffer was captured along with many friends and members of his family and sent to a concentration camp where he was killed a few weeks before Germany surrendered. What is worse than doing evil? It is being evil. Now, this isn't an, an excuse for us to do evil things, like it's okay to do stuff. But doing evil means that at some point there is the expectation that we will recognize our wrongs and repent and hopefully change our ways. Doesn't excuse the action. But being evil insinuates that we cannot discern our actions or separate our actions from our very 
essence, from our ultimate being, that our conscience is merged with evil and we can no longer distinguish what is good and what isn't. <clears throat> if we do good things, that's great. And sometimes we do them out of obligation, and that's okay. But the important thing about doing good things is so that the more and more we do good things, the more we do that, the more we, it becomes part of our being. Conversely, the more evil things that we do or bad that, things that we do, that becomes part of our being. Now, let me ask the question and be the devil's advocate here, no pun intended. <clears throat> Why bother being good? Why should we be good when uh, the world doesn't always favor the good? As Christians, we believe that God calls us to live a certain way with a moral compass. And the moral compass is loving our neighbors as ourself, and that is the due north. We don't do it on our own all the time, do we? God offers us assistance, and he offers this assistance in the areas of atonement, justification, and sanctification, or in plainer, less churchy language, God assists us in reconciling our hearts and mind to God's will and cleansing our hearts the more we open ourselves up and make space for God in our lives. <clears throat> God helps us love our neighbors. God helps us to make what is right wrong, what is wrong right in our actions and in our relationships. God helps us to do that. It's hard to talk about this stuff because we want to have easy explanations, and I don't want to offer up easy, an easy explanation of evil by any means, but I, I only offer thoughts and ponderings on the struggle for all of us as we try to understand the meaning of suffering and tragedy. <clears throat> Jesus is led into the wilderness to face temptation. The devil, or we can use the word Satan because that word actually means deceiver. So the devil or Satan is the one who deceives, the one who lies, and the devil challenges Jesus. Now these challenges are on the surface uh, not bad things. They actually seem like they're good things. First is the challenge to make bread out of stones. I mean, could you imagine having the power to do that? There would be no such thing as world hunger. Jesus is then offered all the kingdoms of the world, and can you imagine all the good that could come with that, to rule the world with justice? Jesus must ponder, I imagine, if I give of myself to the deceiver in order to gain these things, then I can do some good in the world. I can make good out of evil. Now, a lesser person, of course, might see this offer by the devil as a way not to help people, but as a way to obtain the power that he or she may desire. And we see this in the world all over the place. We say, oh, this person has sold his soul or her soul to the devil. But Jesus knows better than to accept the devil's offer, because to do this would mean to sell his soul to the devil. 
If Jesus succumbs to the devil's offer, if Jesus fills his fasting self, remember Jesus is fasting and he's hungry, then the space, using the metaphor of fasting and emptiness, the space in him that is empty will be filled with the devil's challenges and power. And then there will be no room for God's, there will be no room for God's power and God's will to thrive within him, within his very being. Sure, the devil may offer us the world, and we may think that that could be a good thing. But having having been given the world in this way, think about it. Nowhere does the devil say how Jesus will obtain the world and have authority. When the devil offers us authority over the kingdoms of the world, it might mean we would have to invade in order to acquire authority. It might mean that we would have to rule in such a way that doesn't align with God, that doesn't align with the kind of freedom and justice and love that God means for us and for others. We don't know what the devil's temptation will ultimately yield. All of us wrestle with the question of why evil exists in the world and why God doesn't just fix it. Well, how do we know that God isn't transforming evil every second of every day. Is it possible that the world could be a lot worse than it is now? Sometimes it doesn't seem like it, but most certainly it could. Can we believe that God somehow is working to transform evil to the good? Well, that doesn't ease suffering, nor should it even try. We do believe that the most horrible evil was perpetrated on the cross only to be transformed, leaving the tomb empty. And that's the story. That's the equation. In order for Jesus to accomplish his ministry on earth, he travels and is amongst the people, teaching, healing, setting examples. And the word, it spread day by day, year by year, century by century, all the way to this church, this day, and all around the world. This is how Jesus achieves authority over the kingdoms. He's not looking to be an autocrat. He is seeking partnerships with every human being, bringing us all in on the enterprise, showing us all how to live, how to make space for God so that our hearts and minds will be transformed, so that our very being is of the good and not evil. This is how there will be enough bread for all. True change, true lasting transformation, not magic, not tricks or brute force. It's just not on our time schedule. And that can be hard to deal with. Lent is a time when we try to look inward, when we try to see where it is that we have made a misstep, to reconcile these misjudgments of word and deed into something good, something positive, to make things right. Sometimes we must Enter a little bit of darkness in order to see and appreciate the light. That's not all that comforting, I know, especially as we watch war in real time. Evil being perpetrated on innocent people. 
It seems the whole world is against one man who can stop this war and carnage in an instant, but chooses not to. It also seems like we are standing around kind of helpless, doing nothing, just observing. We don't know what will happen. We don't know the bigger picture. All we can do is to take this time to stop and look around, count our blessings, recognize that our freedoms are not a sure thing, that our lives, as Ash Wednesday reminded us this past Wednesday, that our lives are but dust and so are everyone else's. We all come and go, come and go from and to the same source. We all, the more we open up a space for that source, for God, the more others will too. And the chain will one day wrap around the world. And I know this sounds Pollyanna, but then what's the alternative? How does Jesus control the devil's temptations? He quotes scripture. He finds great strength in scripture. Helps him get through what the devil is trying to tempt him with. So he roots himself in holy scripture. Words set apart to inspire and give strength. If you were here on Ash Wednesday, you would have heard these words. I invite you in the name of the church to the observance of a holy Lent by self-examination and repentance, by prayer, fasting, and self-denial, and by the reading and meditating on God's holy word. Pray for peace. Pray for the end of war. Pray for the good to overcome evil. The more we pray for this, the more we will allow God to rule in us. Give to organizations that will help on the front lines of this catastrophe. Don't just do good, be good. Let us be truthful. Let us be compassionate, be love, be justice, not just on the surface, but in our inner being. Amen.